Hi, I'm Marilyn and welcome to my Lead Your Day show. Casual chats, interviews with inspiring people and lots of teaching with an inside out approach to not just building your own business, but being the leader your world is absolutely a craving to follow. In a nutshell, I teach entrepreneurs to lead and that starts with leading your day. April in my world is Productivity Cure Month. So here's a fun episode that's along that theme. And before we start the next episode, I just want to tell you about my next free open workshop. If you're not already registered, it's not too late, but you've got to do it today. This time it's on productivity. Well, more specifically, it's called the Productivity Cure. And uh, well, the subtitle for that is how to rise from frustrated to focus, because I know how distracting it is, how hard it is to focus during lockdown, trying to juggle everything that we need to do and still grow our business during this period. So if you are worried about the recession or you're distracted by the lockdown and everything, all the extra things we've got to do, or you don't have clarity about what to do next, come and join my next open workshop. Check in the show notes or go directly to my website, Marilyn.com and you'll see how you can register. I'll see you there. There are two practical actions that I tell people to do when they are feeling overwhelmed or stressed. Besides breathe and go for a walk, of course. Uh, this can strike whether you are just starting out in your business or you, uh, you run a, a eight-figure business. There's two practical actions. Number one is to, first of all, go and find a quiet space. Grab a coffee, a a blank sheet of paper and a pen or a pencil that you like to work with and just do one big brain dump. Write one big list of everything you can get out of your head. You may need to look in your emails, you may look look in your calendar, you may need to look into your notebooks, any to-dos, any any asana, whether you use Asana or Trello or any kind of personal uh, time management app. I want you to get it on one big almighty list. And don't type it, handwrite it. Don't try and order it. Don't try and prioritize it just yet. Nothing. It's not a sophisticated method, but it brings relief almost instantly. It gives you back a sense of control. It gets you back a sense of, oh, there's nothing hidden that I've forgotten. It really works. And the next technique is declutter something. Seriously, it really does. So when overwhelmed, declutter. When you have brain fog, declutter. When you feel like you don't know what to do next and you're seeking that clarity, declutter. When you're feeling in resistance, declutter. It's a big foundation block of productivity. So what are the advantages of decluttering? We've seen people like Marie Kondo and uh, all sorts of businesses rise up around that word decluttering. And we love those shows, don't we? Where we walk in and the house is a mess and then suddenly it's decluttered and looking beautiful and we can feel the peace and everyone hugs each other and it's lovely. But what are the advantages to decluttering? Well, think of your subconscious mind as a stage. Clutter is like the whole cast running around on stage at the same time. When the current act is 
meant to be a monologue or a solo performance. Sometimes it's okay to have the whole cast on stage. Other times, especially when we need to focus, you only need the lead actor on stage. So think of decluttering as clearing the stage. And there's something magical and stress-relieving even about that word decluttering. It raises that emotional frequency inside you. And you can't be productive when you are operating in frustration or fear or overwhelm or any emotion that is that, that is felt when that sympathetic or fright, fight, freeze uh, is, well, when that's in operation. So decluttering can help you transform from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic system a lot quicker. And it frees up in, and it actually does that. It scientifically frees up energy, both in you and, of course, in your space. And I've heard of many stories of business people who are so overwhelmed and frustrated at lack of sales, only to take time out to declutter and get their house in order, and then a flood of sales come, comes in. It's so much harder to perform if you're feeling lousy about your work and your home environment. And so decluttering can get you literally to feel great again. It gives that the whole brain something to think about, something to do. And it distracts the limbic brain system, the stress center. It's like giving a toddler a toy to distract them when they're agitated. <laughs> you're giving your brain something in your nervous system, something to do to quiet it down. It helps calm that sympathetic nervous system, that fight, flight, fright, freeze response to overwhelm and stress. And according to studies on the brain, the effect of a decluttered work environment frees up blood flow for more creative or work that needs higher levels of concentration. And surprisingly, clutter is okay for work involving people. So what should we declutter? And if you go to my website, I'm going to add a bit of a decluttering checklist if you'd like to download it and it gives you something to do during these lockdown days. Declutter the home. Don't forget the fridge, the makeup drawer, the bedside drawer, the linen cupboard, the books, that magazine pile, that those Christmas presents or gifts that you don't love, that you'd like to get rid of. Uh, besides we're all in lockdown we won't know what's being given away that pile over there that you always dread or that second or third drawer down in the kitchen you can also declutter your lifestyle uh, for example your wallet your handbags your car great time we're not our cars much these days so it's a good time to declutter it you can also declutter your emotions and your mindsets what emotions are getting stuck in you that you need to process and release. They say that true emotion, when it's fully felt, only really is in the body for about 90 seconds before it passes. But a lot of us, we feel something, we trap it in there, we don't express it, and it's not very helpful. But are there any beliefs that you could declutter? Any excuses, any patterns, any habits, any relationships? Are there any people, including yourself, that you've forgotten? Definitely declutter your office, top to toe. And there's electronic declutter as well. Old texts, old WhatsApp messages, Facebook friends. <laughs> Those ones that you don't ever remember who they are, where you met them. Uh, maybe your Facebook feed. Declutter who you follow so it's not winding you up. 
people on Instagram that make you feel bad about yourself. Subscriptions, email subscriptions that you never get around to reading. Cleaning out your inbox, your sent box even, your sent emails. Your, the desktop on your computer, the downloads folder on your computer, the files on your computer, your Dropbox, the apps on your phone or your iPad. How many are there that you don't actually use? That is clutter that is holding space in your brain. Maybe even reduce how many people you follow. Otherwise, you'll end up being a constant consumer of information and never put it into practice. We all know people like that. Probably me too at some stage. We just consume, we consume, we consume, we watch free stuff after free, but we never actually put it into practice. Now, ideally, you want to declutter as your regular practice. For example, at the end of the day, clear your desk off or declutter it or make your bed or maybe set a goal of decluttering one area or one cupboard a week. Yes, if you like, follow the Marie Kondo method or any of the minimalists, but let's learn to live with less. Do we really need that new thing? As you're bored and you're sitting and you're scrolling, do we really need to buy that thing? We owe it to our planet to reduce. So here's a challenge. Go to the show notes, download the decluttering checklist and choose three areas to start on today. Maybe do two quick ones that are going to take five to ten minutes, like cleaning out your spoon drawer <laughs> and one longer one that might take 30 to 60 minutes. And definitely in choosing, look around you and listen to the emotional reaction you have. Listen to your body's reaction. The area that brings the most uh, frustration, the emotional, oh, I don't like that area. I would tackle that first and then choose a fun one. I often set an alarm and go as quickly as I can. Otherwise, you'll get bogged down with, you know, you're on the floor and you've got all your photos out and you remember this and you remember that and then you end up standing back and looking at it. It's worse. It's worse than when you started. Oh, and here's a quick tip. Watch that decluttering is not a form of procrastination. Remember how at school before exams, we cleaned our rooms? Now, it was partly because our brains needed to breathe and it was partly procrastination. So be awake enough to know the difference. So have a great day. Let me know how you go. And if you've not yet joined our Lead Your Day tribe, come along. It's a private Facebook group where we discuss a lot of the episodes, we have lots of other fun things like co-working spaces, inspiration day, fun day, book day, all sorts of things. And it's also where I host my open workshops. So come along. I would love to meet you. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, can you do me a favor? I've got three things I'd love you to do. Number one, pause and hit subscribe right now. Then number two, share it with someone you know that needs to hear this. And number three, go and write me a review. Yeah, it's a bit of a hassle to go find what to do, but it's really worth it to get the message out. And then finally, set a goal to go for a daily walk and listen to this podcast because the faster we can share this message, the greater the benefits. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Oh,